Solomon wrote about the strange woman. And in this proverb, he speaks warning the men about the strange woman. So many women are evil. They put on eyelashes and they blink their eyes and they put on all types of makeup and clothing which is seductive and try to entice men by those things and they flatter men with their lips and pull men toward them. But they're evil and cunning and they are the way to hell and death. So Solomon warns the men, don't be deceived by them and don't go with them. I'm just shocked at how deadly they can be. Proverbs 5, verse 1. My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as on honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. Verse 6 lest thou should ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable, that thou cannot know her. They're movable, shifts like sand. Verse 7, Hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house, lest thou give thine honor unto others and the years unto the cruel, lest strangers be filled with thy wealth and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh and thy body are consumed and say how have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof? And have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined mine ear unto them that instructed me? I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. Verse 15 Drink waters out of thine own sister, and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad, and rivers of water in the streets. Let them be only thine own, and not a stranger's with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, 
and be thou ravished always with her love. I'm just shocked at the subject of fornication and adultery. When men and women both go after foreign people and destroy their own families, destroy their husbands, destroy their wives, destroy their children, I'm shocked by this. Verse 20. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace of the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he goeth astray. One of our church people was talking about her son, a divorced man, who was wanting to remarry. And he was trying to find a woman. And I said, tell him if the woman will have sex with him outside of marriage, flee from her. I think he'd been married twice and was trying to find someone else to marry. Flee from that woman. Don't be deceived. The role of a woman as created by God was to be a helper for the man. Not only do most women not know that today, they think the man's to serve them or provide for them. They don't see themselves in the proper role of being a helpmeet for the man. But that's how God created them, was to be a helpmeet for their husbands, a helper. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. That's the role of the woman. The way I see most women is that they are extremely ungodly. I see them more like junior high school women who want something for themselves. They're not interested in helping the man. They want him to help them and provide for them and give them things. It's so evil. In the last book of Proverbs, Proverbs 31, Solomon addresses the subject of a godly woman. I 
am very fortunate because my aunt was a godly woman, and I had the opportunity to observe her. She helped people in whatever way she could. She was not coy and conniving and cunning. She was a good woman. And my mother was a good woman, though she was not born again until the last years of her life. But she was a very modest woman, providing for her own husband, cooking and cleaning, and providing for his needs. She wanted to work out in the world, but my dad didn't want her to, so she didn't. Was her life worthwhile? Yes, because that's what God ordained. Now, in my case, it was different. I wanted to marry, but I know it was not ordained by God. I was going to provide for the church in these last times and especially try to get the church to follow God and put aside the evil of this world, for it is going to be destroyed. Judgment is coming, and I think rather soon, but I could be wrong. But it's so evil and wicked that we have to be on the threshold of the coming of Jesus. So in the time left, we must not be swept away by the evil though it's very important to recognize that it is evil, to go in the way of good, and to stay away from the people who major in evil, for they will be destroyed unless God speaks to them and changes them. But God will save those who are appointed to salvation. Look at Acts 13.48. As many as ordained to eternal life will receive it. They will believe. But the majority of people are anything but believers in God or seekers of God. The majority of people are focused on this world. Our kingdom is not of this world. Our kingdom is the new heaven, the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. If you look at Revelation 21, you will see the new heaven and new earth that is provided for us by God. In the meantime, we are simply waiting in a godly way for the return of Jesus. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.